Hello, friends. Welcome to Follow Your Process, a podcast where we talk about business and life topics. We ask a lot of questions, discover new information, and tell a whole lot of stories so that all the viewers can achieve their desired outcomes. Our podcast is sponsored by Benegas Art. And David Benegas has been a friend of mine for many years. He's from Columbia. He was born on July 4th, uh, for those of you that didn't know. And he takes a, a piece of photography, any photography, family photo, whatever it might be, and he transforms it into Benegas art. Um, and he is a wonderful sponsor. And if you were to go to uh, BenegasArtMerch.com and put in the uh, FYP5 off code, he's happy to discount you 5% off your first purchase. You can also send in any fo photograph you have uh, maybe of your wife, your family, whatever it might be, something really memorable. And he will commission that and transform that into Benegas art. So I really encourage you. Um, uh, there was recently a, a, an Iranian architect that just had a big, big legal case settled. And um, uh, his art was on the cover uh, of the Atlantic when they talked about this. So David Benegas art, Tr tremendous guy. Great. He lives in Miami and in New Jersey. Um, and we really appreciate his sponsorship. On today's episode, I have three guests and I, I am really enthused about today's episode because it's a topic that applies to all viewers, no matter what, because of this pandemic. Um, and we're going to get into some granular detail with some tremendous experts, some new business entrepreneurs, um, some seasoned business people that have pivoted. We're all pivoting in some manner. Um, and we're going to talk about cleaning and disinfecting uh, your workspace uh, and, and, and where you come and gather. And this is a topic that is uh, uh, all over the internet. It, it's, it's in every business is seeking how to do this. Do I hire a service? Do I self-perform? Um, so today I'm going to introduce uh, all three of the guests here shortly. Uh, and then we're going to go and watch a few videos, which will really help you to get sort of lay the groundwork for our uh, ongoing conversation. And today I'm going Joe Rogan. There's no time limit. So wherever this goes and however long it goes, uh, we're going to be happy to uh, uh, discuss these topics and share this with our viewers. So Kevin Wang um, is uh, in Anaheim, California, uh, and he is with uh, Power Plus. Hello, Kevin. Nice to have you with us. Hi. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. And it's an honor. I've, I've listened to several of your podcasts and I've done your research. Um, uh, actually, Dallas, you can come back on. No, you guys can come back on because I'm going to go around the horn and then I'm going to go back to uh, Kevin. So, so yeah, there you go. There you go. We're we're playing around with it, with the camera thing when, when you have multiple guests. Um, uh, I'm going to get back with Kevin and we're going to go into a little a little more detail after we show all the videos, um, but we we had sort of in pregame instructed the other guests to turn off their camera so that it's just me and Kevin on the screen. We'll do that in a minute. Um, Jack Ponomarenko is in California, is in LA. Jack, hello, welcome to the podcast. Hi, David, thank you for having me. You're welcome, thank you for being here. Um, and then we have Dallas Farrow, who's out in Austin, Texas. Uh, I'm in Houston and Dallas is uh, out in Austin. Hello, Dallas. Hey, David, thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm, I'm really glad you're here. Uh, and the other thing I'm going to sort of flush out in this podcast is something that I care a lot about in my portable sanitation uh, industry and, and sort of my day job, if you will. It's about collaboration. It's, a, it's not about being in your silo. It's not about uh, just staying to your knitting. You have to venture out a bit. You have to go meet some new people. You have to branch out a bit. And this story today on this episode is really going to show how collaboration um, is really going to enable all three of these organizations and companies with expertise uh, to affect more people in America about keeping clean and disinfecting their spaces. Um, so with that said, uh, my producer, Skylar, who's in uh, Golden, Colorado with Livestream Remote, and that's who produces this podcast fantastic people uh, in the last few months, the last six months, they've already done over 200 streams working with all sorts of people. I encourage you all to go to livestreamremote.com um, and check them out if you need live streaming. 
but this is basically a, a TV produced episode. Um, we've had many tech rehearsals, many pregames. Um, and, and so we're excited to bring this to you. But uh, Skylar, let's let's go ahead and, and play um, the, the Power Plus videos and then I'll come back on and, and, and chat a little bit. Today, we live with a pandemic that threatens our way of life as we have known it. Businesses are eager to open back up, but need a way to have a safe space for clients and workers. Families are looking for a way to keep their children and homes safe. Fortunately, there is a solution. Sanitizing services are available through Power Plus Cleaning Solutions. We have a growing list of vendors who specialize in writing custom prescriptions for your needs and can help you return your lives back to normal. Get your businesses back. Get your lives back. Contact Power Plus Cleaning Solutions today. Fantastic. Uh, so, Kevin, those are some great videos. I'm a big believer in video of, of, of doing short ones, long ones, whatever, whatever it takes. Um, so Power Plus uh, is obviously a business that's been around a long time. We'll get into your history later. Um, but you offer those services direct to consumer. Um, and now what we're going to do is we're going to transition and watch some of the Panev videos. Um, and you'll you will see the Santa Fogger played a couple of times here. Um, but, but, uh, Kevin and Jack got together and now Panev is offering this to his customer base. Um, and, 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 um, we'll get into that more when I talk to Jack later. So Skylar, go ahead and, uh, and play the Panev videos. I'm here with Kevin Wang, one of the world's leading voices in the space of disaster cleanup and relief and senior advisor in global environmental protection. Many prescriptions over the last 30 years for treatment of global and environmental disasters were written by him. Today, we are releasing two new innovative products of his, both of which have the ability to kill coronavirus and help transform their medical infrastructure to handle the planet's environmental challenges. Your friends, families, colleagues, and even you will soon once again be able to enjoy every bit of fresh air thanks to the Senifogger and Bioblaster. Kevin, what's the difference between an electrostatic sprayer and a ULV fogger? That's a good question. So an electrostatic sprayer uh, disperses really large particles uh, that can damage paperwork or electronics and things like that, where a ULV fogger uh, produces particle sizes that are so small your eye can't even see half of them. And so you can spray paperwork and office equipment and not damage it whatsoever. That's incredible. All right, now, what products can I run through this? Um, you can use any water-based product. Um, we recommend a product called Citricide. Uh, however, you can run any approved uh, disinfectant or sanitizing agent. You cannot run um, solvents through them or uh, things that are flammable. How does this affect computers, paperwork, you know, the stuff in my office? So a ULV fogger uh, won't harm those items whatsoever. In fact, it's the only technology that I'm aware of that can be used in those environments without destroying products and paperwork and damaging electronics. 
how long do people need to wait before they can, you know, re-enter the facility? It's important to know that. You're going to get that information off the material safety data sheet on the chemical that you're using. I prefer Citruside, and for that product, that time limit is 10 minutes. So what is a bioblaster and how does it work? Good question. A bioblaster is a system that uses uh, high-intensity UVC light to basically shatter DNA and RNA, uh, which means it kills viruses and molds, bacteria, and spores, fungi. Wow. All right. So what are some of the safety concerns of using a bioblaster? Because a bioblaster emits its energy at a waveform of 254 nanometers to shatter DNA, we have an extensive training program that's required, and we recommend you bring in a number of your staff to get trained on this unit so that it can be utilized by multiple staff members. At the end of that training, we're going to perform a safety test with them, make sure they pass that, and then they become authorized to use this product. We really hope you have your team. Give our team a call, and we'll make sure that this is a good fit for you and go over the particulars and answer any questions you might have. We at Ponab, and I'm sure the rest of the world, want to thank you so much for all of your amazing contributions to humanity. Thanks. Appreciate it. you know three minutes but but it's a it's a really good video and it shows that connection between uh santa fogger and uh power plus right into Ponev. and jack you've done a great job we'll get into it here in a little bit um but more recently uh through uh your relationship with intentional medical solutions joel nelson and his his crew uh steve christian and and cheryl and so forth uh you got introduced to gold shield um uh, Dallas Farrow uh, and, and and Jeremy, his partner Jeremy, and so now Skyla, let's let's transition over and uh, watch. I think we have three videos. They're they're not as long, but three videos on uh, how Gold Shield works, and then two great videos on hand sanitizer, which we're going to get into with Dallas. Introducing Gold Shield technology, the first patented water stable antimicrobial to provide long lasting protection with one simple application. As this technology spreads over the surface, it's forming a strong chemical bond called covalent that will not migrate from the surface once it's applied. As Gold Shield bonds to the exterior, it has a compound that positively charges the surface, attracting negatively charged microbes like germs and nasty bacteria. The last compound is a series of long carbon chains, like spikes, that form a protective shield in a nano-assembly on these surfaces that will remain persistently active and provide residual protection for months at a time. Gold Shield, the gold standard of safety and protection. For more information, visit www.goldshieldtech.com. If there's one thing we all need, it's our health. And because 80% of germs can be spread by hand, having the right hand sanitizer is critical. Gold Shield's hand sanitizer is the gold standard in protection against germs. Unlike most on the market, Gold Shield continues to work long after it's applied. The real difference is in Gold Shield's core technology. After applied, the foam formula dries, yet remains safely on the surface of the skin acting as an invisible shield, providing continuous antiseptic and antimicrobial protection for hours. 
Gold Shield kills 99.99% of common bacteria and illness-causing germs. Plus, the unique formula protects the skin significantly longer than alcohol without causing irritation. Gold Shield is safe for children, made in the USA, and it's registered with the FDA. Gold Shield, a safer family lifestyle. Did you know that when alcohol-based sanitizers dry, they immediately lose their ability to kill germs? And watch what happens when we put this lit match on the alcohol-based sanitizer. Why would you use flammable liquid on your hands to kill germs? Well, now there's a better way. It's water-based Gold Shield hand sanitizer. What's most important, Gold Shield continues to kill germs long after it dries. Gold Shield is a moisturizing foam that acts like an invisible protective glove that continues to kill germs long after it dries, whereas alcohol stings, dries, and even cracks the skin each time you apply it. What's more, water-based Gold Shield kills 99.99% of germs, and it contains a gentle moisturizer, too. To prove that Gold Shield continues to kill germs long after alcohol stops working, watch what happens when both hands grab this heavily used cell phone. Then we measure the bacteria level on each hand. We treated the hand on the left with alcohol-based sanitizer and the hand on the right with water-based Gold Shield. Immediately after treating the hands, both sanitizers killed most of the bacteria. But as the time elapses, you can see the bacteria level dramatically rise on the alcohol-treated hand on the left, while the bacteria level drops on the hand treated with Gold Shield, proving it continues to kill germs long after it's applied. Gold Shield is FDA-registered and safe for children. It gives your kids germ protection at school or at play. Get your protective shield on today. So again, another set of great videos uh, by Gold Shield uh, Dallas. Thanks for sharing those with us. Um, and and we'll, we'll we'll dive into that, that that product, how it works, and some of those other things. The whole hand sanitizer thing. I, I don't want to use alcohol based hand sanitizer anymore. Um, I haven't gotten my shipment yet, so I, I do take tchotchkes. <laughs> you can see the tchotchkes I got up over here. Uh, I do accept uh, gratuitous uh, free uh, things. I don't think I need a sanifier yet, but but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so what I'd like to do now is, is go around the horn. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to get with Kevin Wang. He and I are going to go in a little bit deeper. Um, and, uh, th then I'm going to come back to Jack and then to Dallas. Um, so, uh, most of my podcasts have been limited to 45, 50 minutes, but this one doesn't have a time limit. So, um, I think there's so much good information. These professionals are really on on point right now. And so I want to take the time and follow your process so that you can all follow your process to achieve your desired outcomes on this topic uh, and really share with all of you um, some of the insights and wisdom and the collaboration. I think you can see it. There's collaboration going on here. Um, so guys, thanks for turning off your cameras and we'll come back to you shortly. But uh, Kevin, um, you know, I, in the research for this show, I went out and listened to a bunch of podcasts. Um, and you, you've, you've been on a bunch of podcasts. This isn't your first podcast. And thank you for being on this one. Um, uh, there was a bunch of audio ones and so forth. And, and, and what I was struck with when I was putting this show together with Jack and Dallas and obviously you um, was that people need to know about you. Like, like you're a hidden gem um, and, and just some of my background, I did the World Trade Center disaster. I responded to, to Katrina. I responded to Ike and Gustav, to Harvey, to Michael. And that was in a portable sanitation realm, um, which is an essential service. Everyone's got to go to the bathroom. Um, and if you don't have good sanitation, I remember going in the World Trade Center, the, 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 the financial center across the street, and there were spackle buckets filled with human waste just because there was no sanitation. Uh, and we delivered 750 plastic porta johns in two days and put them on daily service. And it was actually what enabled all the other work to then happen. Um, so I, I really like if, and I'm going to turn it over to you. This is just a brief intro. Tell, tell my viewers like who you are, what you've done and what your passions are, because obviously, you know, as we described, as we described earlier, um, you haven't been able to talk a lot about what you've done because you're working directly for clients and directly for the government and directly for the Fikochima or whatever. Whereas COVID now 
applies and impacts everyone. So it's actually adjusting your marketing um, to then tell people your story. So go ahead. Tell us a little bit about Kevin and your passions. Yeah, well, um, I started out as a mechanical engineer and an organic chemist and come from a long family line of them. Um, and uh, they developed things like the Polaroid camera and and um, worked on the first artificial heart. And just a, my uncle uh, worked on the nuclear bomb and went on to become a vice president of sales for DuPont. And he worked with Einstein and Oppenheimer and those guys. My other uncle went on to also work with Einstein and Oppenheimer, went on to become um, a vice president of Ingersoll Rand which doesn't have as much name recognition to say as DuPont, but they're. Well, still, I mean, Ingersoll Rand is, is a massive company. So, so let me, let me ask you a personal question. What yeah. was it like to know all of this and be born into above average intelligence is how I would refer to it. <laughs> you, you know, you, you were just born into an environment and genes that, that were really smart people. Did you ever feel pressure early on uh, that you had to do something that was really cool? Yeah, that's pretty intuitive of you. Crushing pressure. Oh. crushing everybody in my family is expected to do great things and okay. uh, and yeah it was a lot of pressure and and then they make it harder like they they wouldn't give me a dime for college so i had to work my way through college and, hmm. and i did it with no loans and, and where did you go to school uh long beach and and then about 10 years of classes really around the united states after Very that good. So, uh, to so what got you into disasters? How did you end up at the Exxon Valdez? And, and you're described as the person that writes the recipe to respond right. to the disaster. Yeah. So we always write the, the, as you call it recipe, I call it an, an environmental prescription for, for a disaster. Um, the Exxon Valdez was our first big disaster. And I just kind of happened to be the right person at the right time. I, I was told that the CEOs were freaking out going, how, how on earth do you clean this mess up? Like this has never happened and it's out in the middle of nowhere. And it was just an overwhelming problem in one of the most beautiful places of the world. Mm -hmm. And um, um, somebody who knew about us just said, Hey, I know a guy who could figure this out. And they were like, put him on speakerphone. And <laughs> no, I had a two hour chat with them and, and they wired me a whole bunch of money that day, sight unseen, no contract, wow. no nothing. But wow. Exxon spared no expense, and and they they were caution and in making sure that they put all the assets on the table to to clean that up as best as possible. As so, so, so let me so let me ask you: there is yeah. a thousand people in America, tens of thousands of people in America, with ideas that they believe in. Right. That right. they can see the solution. Now, you were the same kind of guy. You could see the solution at Exxon Valdez. How did the desired outcomes match up with what you then went and did? And how did that build confidence in Kevin Wang as a person under this excruciating pressure from the family to go, OK, I did that, you know? Well, the um, that's a, a great question. And and let me answer it by a short story. When the BP spill happened, we were calling all our government contacts. And I, I hold the position of senior advisor for environmental disasters at the Federation of American Scientists. So that was started by Einstein, that group of scientists. Hmm. And I belong to that and a great organization. And they are a think tank and advisory board to the House and the Senate and CIA and DOD and Department of uh, Homeland Security and Coast Guard and Fish and Game and et cetera. Wow. And um, so I was using my contacts there. I was trying everything I could to get hold of the right people at BP. Um, I even talked to the guy who was on the on the derrick as it was going down. So I had I was talking to him on the cell phone, and he was cussing me out for having his number. And I was like, "Dude, you're going to need my phone number. You're going to need my number." And uh, and um, anyway, uh, I. Uh, we, we, we were challenged with a two mile line of people trying to get into the command center at BP right. where they had all their wacky ideas of what was going to solve the problem. You know, people with buckets of hay and they're like, hay absorbs oil really well. And I got a hay farm and I'm going to sell you hay and it's going to solve all the problems. So, so, so the, the, about that, I'm sorry to interrupt, but 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 yeah. but I'm a big Gary Vaynerchuk fan and I don't think I interrupt as much as Gary V. Um, and, and, and 
I, I am going to let you expound on all, all answers. But what's interesting about what you just described, okay, is when the World Trade Center happened, Tully Construction, my dear friends at Tully Construction, Peter Tully, Ken Tully, Tom Tully, Jim Tully, Dan Scully, Sean McPartland, Ed Segali, I, I can't tell you, dear friends of mine, they were building 9W at the time. So they were building the West Side Highway and they simply took their vehicles and lined up ready to go. And that's the people at the World Trade Center disaster that, that, that got the jobs, that got the work, are the ones that didn't question, should I, should I worry whether they're going to take me or not? They just showed up. There's another good friend of mine, Brian Tui from Central Coast Industries in, in, in Pismo Beach, California. When the Haiti earthquake happened, he went and bought, I don't know what the numbers are, 3,000 toilets in Southern California, 15, 16 service trucks, shipped them all to Houston, put them on a boat and sent them to Haiti without any contract, without any knowing they get through customs, nothing. And I, I, I'm just going to highlight um, for people in disasters and right now in COVID, I mean, everybody's into cleaning and disinfecting. Like everybody has something. And one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast, one of the reasons I'm dedicating this time and letting you guys really share your insights. And, and, and I'm spending, going to spend a little extra time with you because you are more credible than most. Okay. And your history, if you, if you check out Kevin Wang, if you look at his history, you don't have to believe what he's saying, just go check it out. The, the guy is too legit to quit. And I'm really privileged and honored to have you on my podcast, right? Talking about a topic of cleaning and disinfecting, but some of the things, uh, people in my industry, in the portable sanitation industry, um, I, I, I purposely slowly, and you'll, you'll see this when you rewatch it, raised my drink glass to United States Services, Rollin Kay, who did all the toilets for the BP spill, as you were talking about the BP spill. Um, so, uh, and, and let me just interject here. The reason I did this podcast, I'm, I'm 53 years old, 54 years old. I, yeah, I am 54 now. I turned 54 um, in August is I've had conversations like this with people like you over the years, 30 years of doing what I've been doing that were never recorded and they were not in a library. And I think that when I got three calls over six weeks about Dave, I need to buy a new portable toilet service truck. Should I get a new one or should I get a used one? And I am a, I tend to be a generous share of my time and information. I'll talk to anyone. I'll legitimately answer the question. And I know people at the new trucks, the used trucks, and how we did it at Mr. John in New York City with 180 trucks. So I, I have something that I can say, right? Yep. Um, and I will give that same 20, 30 minute conversation to all three of those guys over six weeks. Well, I'm being selfish by doing follow your process. And I'm setting up a podcast. Now this is this video, this document is going to be in perpetuity, not only for myself and every all my viewers that need to know about cleaning and disinfecting and disasters, but it's going to it's going to stimulate other collaborations, other connections. And then you guys will all have it in, in perpetuity as well. It, it is sort of a this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. And I, I really think that we're all here to help the covid pandemic dynamic. So anyway. Go back to the, you had a two mile line, BP, they're all sharing all this stuff and, and then yeah. there you are. So what happens is people get an idea and the idea is, is maybe for like, to, make, to oversimplify it, they may have a great idea for a tire, but a tire is not the car. So when you want to be the right solution to an environmental disaster, you need to be able to write the prescription you need to be able to develop the chemistry or know what chemistry to bring to table. You need to know what equipment to bring to table or rapidly produce and develop the equipment. You need to know how to how to write a prescription of the use of that equipment. And you have to be able to manage the logistics of everything. And then you got to do all of that immediately. You have to have the cash flow to manage everything. You have to have a team behind you that knows exactly what to do, when, where, why, and how. And they need to be dependable. So, 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 so the whole concept of entrepreneurs is speed to market in disaster response. What he just described speed to market is like 
hundred X, whatever right. you think in your speed to market is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. We, we did things like completely invent a technology and had 500 of them out in the field the next day working. So, I mean, and I'm not talking about a screwdriver. We're yeah. talking about complex machines that yeah. were, they were designed, developed, built, produced, and shipped in one day and, and being handed out the next morning for production. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it later with, with Jack Ponomarenko at Ponev, but, uh, uh, I remember the story from my friend Joel Nelson at IMS where Marvin Windows needed 27 foggers. They were there like in three days or something. Um, so 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 it's it's I have personal experience through stories from my friends that what you're saying right now on the camera, what you're describing, you actually can do. So so keep going with so your Exxon Valdez experience in success gave you the confidence with BP and give some stats around BP, what you did with the shrimp nets and the and all that stuff. Yeah. So for the BP spill, we were already well on the map in the world for large disasters and very well established by then. Um, and uh, in fact, we don't really have a competitor anywhere in the world that comes close to what we do. Um, but we did uh, 780 miles of shoreline decon. We did, we put our equipment out on vessels and 27 vessels and used those to decontaminate vessels of opportunity that were too oily to come back into port. So we deconned 6,000 vessels out in the middle of the ocean. So we deconned them so that they could come back. And then um, we did about 10,000 shrimp nets. We did over 150,000 small items like jet skis and beach balls and little dogs. <laughs> so we, uh, um, we did, uh, we set up 40 boat wash stations along four states. And um, in those stations, we cleaned 20,000 small craft. So, 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 then, so, so let, me, let me ask you a question here. You, yeah. you come from a lineage, which I did not know before this podcast. You come from a lineage of really smart, intelligent people, right? And, and I think that when I think about this, the legacy inside of portable sanitation is how do I, how do I, how does the guy that started in 64 get it off to his sons? And then how do those sons get it off to those next kids? And legacy is, is a big deal. It's very emotional. It's connected to all your issues, your family issues, you know, tomorrow at Thanksgiving. I mean, it, it's, it's a whole kettle of fish. You know what I mean? Um, so, so what do you attribute? Because you, you, Kevin Wang, have become an adult, an individual with all the pressure, but you've defined yourself also as Kevin Wang that, that is, you know, you're not Einstein, you're not the other thing, you're not the other thing, but, but you've received cred, you're, you're connected to some good people. What do you think that is that my viewers would, what would you encourage my viewers to pursue and understand that puts you in the space to stay balanced enough to figure it out? Because what you basically did was figured out something outside the box. And we're going to get into the, 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 the Japanese nuclear thing because that's another one that you did. But anyway, what is it? About I, think it's just the way, I think it's just the way my brain works. I think, I don't know, maybe just God made me that way. I, you know, I just I just no, see but, the big but picture. Give me some practical things. Like what, what, like what do you do with the detractors? What do you do with, like, are you creative and just thinking in your own mind and just doing it? Um. I just immediately know exactly what to do with everything. I think it's a gift because I don't have to think about it. Like I, I, I can think hundreds of iterations. Like if I, if I tweak something, I, I know immediately in my head how that tweak is going to affect something else that affects something else that affects something else. And I can see that hundreds, sometimes thousands of tweaks down the line. And yeah. I, I see it, uh, I so, see it in my head instantly. So hold on. Did you watch the queen's gambit? No. Okay, so the Queen's Gambit's on Netflix, okay? Yeah. And it's about a woman who was orphaned, went to an orphanage, and as soon as they got the orphanage, they were given they were giving them uh, tranquilizers, like they were giving them medicine twice a day. Um, and she got in behind the back curtain and said, "Listen, hold on to the green one till night cuz you better take it at night." You know, so there's a whole backstory to that, and she ended up discovering chess as an eight, nine-year-old. And then when she would take the tranquilizer, she could imagine the chessboard on the ceiling and she would play games on the ceiling. And she learned chess from the janitor in the basement when she was told to go down and, and pound out the erasers. And this guy was sitting there playing chess by himself. 
And she ended up befriending him and had him teach her chess. So the talent and the skill to the answer to your question, to my question was, I just understand it. Like I, I, I can see the, I can see the sequences that, that, that are going to transpire. And if you go that way, this is going to happen. This way, and, and I actually think that's visionary concept. Um, uh, and, and when we get with Jack a little bit later, uh, not now, but when we get with Jack a little bit later, he's the same way. And this isn't just Panev. He's not just doing Panev. He's doing many, many other things. Um, but the Panev thing the fact that you guys zoned together and identified and connected and you have a business relationship and, and, and whatever, um, I think is connected to this, this, this point that you can just see things before they exist. And then you can, you can grind out and make the sausage. I always talk about to get it done to make it happen. So, so transition over to um, the, the, the Japanese uh, nuclear uh, situation. Cause I think this is a big part of your credit is credibility as well. Well, for each disaster, we encounter a lot of problems um, like and then we develop answers to those problems. Like in the BP spill, we would clean off oil off of boats using water. Now we've recovered this oily water. But what do you do with that waste? Traditionally, that has to go to special treatment plants right. and it creates a lot of sludge waste and long term waste. So we in a very, very short period of time, just a couple of weeks here, invented an oil water separator. And there's a million of them in the world, but we invented one that has no moving parts, uses no electricity, and and doesn't wear out. Hmm. So we were able to separate the oil from the water and then reuse our water to keep cleaning boats and stuff like that with, which saves on the, the use of water. Well, I and think you the, also captured all the oil and sent it back to the refineries as something that was acceptable to put back in the system. That's right. So all that oil you know, went right back into the refineries and became gasoline and other products. So that's an example of how we develop a technology radically to, and, and a radical technology rapidly to solve a big problem. So with every disaster we've done, and we've done biological disasters, we've done WMD disasters, um, we've like every disaster the U.S. has faced in the last 33 years, um, we've been behind the scenes or directly involved in, in all of it. Um, so when Fukushima happened, I felt like for the first time in human history, we were high enough on our game that we could clean up a nuclear event, which most scientists will tell you is impossible. In fact, most people will tell you it's impossible. And so, but we, our machines are so good at cleaning now at surface decontamination that we can clean any surface in any position upside down. Anything you see around me can be cleaned um, at levels just beyond imagination, including cleaning underwater. So we had to develop a system during the BP to clean mm. 27 miles of underwater pavers that got oily at low tide. So we cleaned 27 miles of shoreline that was underwater um so that was a huge challenge but we pulled that off in about four days of r d and figured out what to do and built it and had it down there working wow so um so with fukushima it was a big risk a gamble but we thought we could do it and like always i put the greatest minds i can get my hands on together to to help me with puzzle pieces sometimes i'll i'll see 90 percent of the puzzle or more Yep. And, and there'll be a couple little pieces I, I'm not an expert in. or And so I just ask myself, you know, who's an expert in the world on this? And I chase them down. Sometimes it right. takes a couple days. Yeah. Um, and I'll chase them down and, and I'll start talking to them. And they recognize pretty rapidly that I can, I, I know my portion of the puzzle. They know their portion and, and I'll collaborate. Pana, Jack and my work like that. And um so, so before we get to that, t t talk about the, the desired outcomes in Japan and what you actually accomplished. Just give us a few stats and then we'll switch shift over to Jack. Yeah, well, historically, you bury everything in concrete. But Japan being a small island, the size of California, not even the size of California, you can't just bury a third of the country in concrete. And so either you leave the people exposed or you develop a way of cleaning it. And so we developed... Um, a way of cleaning those surfaces and removing the radioisotopes from the surfaces and um, did four different tours 
And on our first tour, we were able to remove between 50 to 90 percent. Uh, by our second tour, we were, remo were removing 99.9 percent .9 off of almost all surfaces. By our fourth tour, we were removing like to the third decimal. So like 99.999 percent. So you kept steps. improving your process. You kept learning and understanding. You kept, uh, yes, it's yeah. beautiful. And, and, and in human history, we've never even been able to remove 2%. Mm. So in, outside of a laboratory, no one's ever removed 2%. And we, we hit the ground removing 58% on our worst record. Like the, the first, the worst portion of anything we did on our first tour was like, I think it was 58%. Our best was that we tested was 98% day one. Wow. So listen, congratulations. And I would say for America, the world, thank you for what you do. Thank you for being, you know, Kevin Wang and everything else. It, it literally, I keep saying this, it's an honor and a privilege to know you and, and to interact with you, to have you on the podcast and whatever. So tell us the story, how you met uh, Jack Pomeranko out there in California. And then we'll transition over to Jack here in a couple of minutes, but go ahead. How, how did you meet Jack? Jack's going to have to tell that part of the story. I don't actually remember how I met him, but I do, I do know why we synced. And the reason we synced is we're not a marketing company. And so, you know, I talk about puzzle pieces. There's puzzle pieces in the world that we're good at, but marketing isn't one of them. Yeah. So we've always had to do the opposite. We've always had to make sure nobody knows who we are. Nobody knows what we're doing. We're always doing secretive stuff or protecting our clients. And so none of our employees are ever allowed to talk to media. And so that's why most people don't know us. Um, but with COVID, it's a different thing. My client isn't limited to one person or one company. It's the whole world. And yep. so I need people that can speak to the world, that know how to market to the world, that are engaging and really have the gift cluster to make that happen. Because you can have the cure for cancer. If nobody knows, you can't help them. And hey, so, Jack, Jack, turn on your camera and you're going to come on here and we're going to just finish off this transition. Yep, so so um, Jack, is, Jack is the man that's really helped with all. Yeah, that. yeah, that's really cool. And, and, and uh, I know Jack, uh, Jack and I've had some other conversations about some other projects, which we're not going to get into just to say focus on this. Um, but uh, I have I have a lot of appreciation for Jack. He's a quiet man and he's he's behind the scenes. But he's also a very innovative man that is that is uh, passionate about getting some stuff done. And I think you found a gem um, in Jack Ponomarenko at Ponev. Uh, Kevin, thank you for diving into that. And we'll have you back on here as soon as I get through uh, Jack and then Dallas. We'll all just get back on and, and have some more conversation. Thank you so much, Kevin. Yep. Um, so, Jack, uh, that was quite an intro uh, from none other than Kevin Wang. So tell the story. How did how did you meet him? How did you find him? Like, what was going on? Uh, it was actually an interesting story. A good mutual friend of ours, Russell Nice. Um, he knew that Kevin needed some help with distribution, marketing and getting out the solution to the world to fight the spread of COVID-19. Mm. And then that I was a serial entrepreneur and um, he just knew that we were going to connect. And he that's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, I, I think this story, and I, I like to emphasize it, is, is that we all have been impacted. All of our businesses have been, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm in the temporary sanitation business where I'm selling equipment that is much better hygiene. It's freshwater flushing vacuum sanitation uh, that replaces plastic porta johns at large festivals and events. We have Live Nation. We have a bunch of other things, um, but there's no there's no festivals going on, and and there won't be festivals going on for quite some time. So so like, what do you do? So we pivoted and came out with a construction unit. Um, one of my earlier uh, first or second podcasts was on a, this construction unit where. Uh, we solve the cycle time compression challenge of taking all the toilets up and down the elevators three or four or five times a week. Uh, but anyway, we all need to pivot. We, we, we all need to do something. And also we need to be comfortable being in our own apartment all the time and with ourselves and with our people. Um, and, and I, uh, I was really uh, intrigued by my, my friend, Steve Christian, who's my financial advisor, uh, financial planner, introduced me to Joel Nelson in Intentional Medical Solutions. And they tell me a story and I'd like you to maybe start off with it. So what happened is 27 Santa Foggers up at Marvin Windows in, 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 in Minnesota. 
Yeah, it was actually a very interesting story how that happened. Uh, we connected with some old buyers from Walmart and Sam's Club, and they connected us to Joel. And we had the conversation of who really needs this now. And Joel oh. on the phone with Marvin Windows, which is one of the top 100 manufacturers in the world. Yeah. We placed yeah. an order literally the next day after talking to Kevin and I. So, so the backstory to how Steven got to Marvel Windows is a pretty funny one. Um, his mother lives in one of the most northern lakes in Minnesota. Uh, she's 84. And four years ago, she sold her house to her neighbor who wanted to control the next person to live next door to him. That's Paul Marvin. <laughs> so Stephen Stephen Christian, who's a good friend of mine, he was on a podcast earlier. Um, he's he's talking to Paul just because he's friends with him. He's got his cell phone number. They you know they they talk casually like whatever. He's not the president of Marvel Windows. Um, and, and Paul was saying today was just crazy. I spent an hour and a half on the phone talking about thermometers. He goes, I, I, I've never spent that much time on thermometers in my life. And then you're talking about the, the temperature thermometers uh, before people come in. Um, and so I, I spent some time with Stephen and, and, and I got to meet Joel a little bit. Um, but I've heard this story on the outset. And then that's sort of what stimulated me to say, hey, little cleaning, disinfecting, everyone needs to do this. My viewers, all my viewers need, need to understand how to do this. Um, so you, you hooked up with Kevin Wang. Um, you've got the Ponev site, you're selling and distributing. Um, so, so do you guys actually do the actual service yourself or you just sell the equipment and the solution? We sell the equipment and the solution and okay. Kevin PowerPoint does the service. And it's Ponev.com. You have an online store. People can go over there and, 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 and check that out. Um, okay. So it's my understanding that that IMS introduced you to uh, Gold Shield, um, yeah. and uh, not taking nothing away from you. We just don't need to go into a long history of everything else. Uh, Kevin was the one I really wanted to focus on because of his credibility, and I think you appreciate that and understand that. Um, but uh, uh, Dallas, why don't you why don't you start your 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 camera, and we're going to bring you over. So IMS introduced you to Dallas Farrow up in Austin, Texas, with Gold Shield as an additional product, alternative to citricide, you're not taking citricide down, you're still selling citricide, uh, but a hospital grade, water-based, all natural. Now those are some significant things I just said there. Hospital grade, water-based, all natural, cleaners and disinfectants that can go through the Santa Fogger, right? I mean, it, it, you, could, you could buy that solution and put it through the Santa Fogger, yes? Absolutely. Nice, nice. Um, well, that's good. So, so the other thing I said at the outset is there's a collab going on here, which I encourage all my viewers to pivot, get outside your your comfort zone, find new relationships, interact with other people, find solutions, uh, whatever it may be. Uh, and and when I'm done with Dallas, uh, Jack, we'll come back to you and we'll have a four way. And uh, we'll just we'll just keep this really good conversation going on. So th so thank you, Jack, and uh, we'll be back back with you shortly. Thank you, David. Yeah, no problem. So Dallas, uh, tell us uh, a little bit about those videos we watched. Um, I mentioned it earlier the long carbon chain, how it works. Maybe maybe share with my viewers some of the science and the and the veracity behind your intellectual property, your patents. Uh, and what this product does. And the most important thing for me is how long it lasts. Sure. Well, I think one of the things that uh, Kevin and Jack shared was, you know, you pre-COVID, you know, your company's focused on one specific thing, two specific things, you know, certain industries. Uh, coming from the medical background, which is where Gold Shield started, uh, they were trying to basically revitalize uh, a new method to create new protocols to clean. Uh, the idea was instead of using multiple products, creating one, uh, I think, uh, you know, Kevin can appreciate it from a scientific background. Like you said, when you're trying to create a secret sauce, so to speak, you've got to think a thousand steps ahead or you're going to be real busy on your testing. And that's kind of what they did. Uh, so the water-based stabilization was a first because of the fact that most people tried it 
but the efficacy wasn't there. So uh, you could say that what makes it stick uh, is the fact that our super glue, so to speak, is better than others. The other thing that it does is it actually works and is safe on all surfaces. So when they tried to create this product, which is the antimicrobial, uh, they said, hey, these are the types of goals we're trying to reach. And now, you know, starting in 2005 to now, they have a bibliography of over 50 uh, international and domestic tests, peer reviews in the medical community uh, and registrations across, uh, you know, international communities. So uh, again, it really goes back to the testing and the studies because what you say on your label and what you can do kind of has to be proven. So the idea with Gold Shield is that it's a it's a proven product that actually has measurable results. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then um, the other interesting thing, and maybe talk a little bit about it, is the hand sanitizer. You know, uh, I, I'm aware that most schools and with kids, you can't be using an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. You need an alternative that has a high kill rate. But talk about yours. The one I'm, I'm sort of personally intrigued by is its moisturizing and long lasting effect. Sure. So alcohol is a flash product. It does what it does. Uh, the problem is, is that when you start mass marketing it and you're talking about small children, just the way to, you know, seniors, adults, uh, different types of environments have different types of issues when it comes to, uh, you know, flammable products, uh, people touching their eyes. Uh, as you can remember, you know, 4th of July, kids were lighting little firecrackers and playing with their little, uh, you know, sparkler sticks. And some of them were actually getting burned because they were putting on the hand sanitizer mm. and not knowing. So uh, alcohol does work in the sense that it's a flash product. But the idea is it's just like a disinfectant. The disinfectant just kills what's there and then it goes away. So the idea is with the GS24 hand sanitizer is that it does actually bond to the carbohydrates in your skin and does give you residual protection huh. without, without drying out your skin. So completely think, different, again, water-based, completely safe. Yeah, I think more people need to know about that. Um, uh, so what was your interest? Uh, I, I think if I understand correctly, you developed a relationship with Ponev to get the Santa Foggers and then maybe cross marketing, cross promoting. I think he's interested in your gold shield. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, to, so, to talk a little bit about what's going on there. Yeah. So kind of, it's it, you could say it's just a, a a technical relationship because of the fact that what stands out with Ponev uh, is their ability to cover so many square feet. So again, electrostatic spray, uh, but the ability to be so far back. So I think the the, the number there is somewhere around fifty feet. Uh, typically on other types of electrostatic sprayers, you're limited to about five to 10 feet. Hmm. And so the reality here is that for commercial applications specific to our product, we can cover a lot of ground and actually do it the right way. Our product works very well with electrostatic sprayers because of the fact that our recipe also breaks the surface tension, which gives it a better efficacy. So hmm. uh, those are kind of one in the same because they work together. It's just faster, better. Yeah. That's, it's really interesting. Um, so wh why don't we, uh, so tell us a little bit about who's using gold shield. Some of your, some of your star clients so far, like I think you're in some hospitals, some, some, some chains. Yeah. So the, the, the company itself started in the hospital world. The idea again was to uh, find a way to cure what are called hospital acquired infections, which there's a long range of them. They end up costing uh, the hospitals a lot of money. You know, you've heard the story about, you know, uncle Jim goes in for a small surgery and also yeah. comes out losing his arm. Right. So yeah. uh, it's, it's a real thing. And those things are very expensive. Uh, and so the, the scientists at gold shield, basically wanted to fix that because they saw a pattern. They realized that the protocols in place uh, weren't specific and weren't being measured the way that they needed to be. And so they relied on the international community to do that. So specifically in the UK, the UK uh, medical system uses it there. Uh, we have Exxon in the UK that also uses it. Uh, there's, you know, through other dealers, you could say people that are uh, more on the treatment side, uh, you know, there's Kohl's, Target, all these companies that were trying to keep their customers safe and let them know that it's kind of a best efforts basis, but it's very calculated 
across the country. So we've done offices, schools, um, small, you know, banks, buildings, retail, et cetera. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, you know what? I, I think it's good if, if we can bring uh, Jack and Kevin back on. I, th- I, I have a couple of uh, sort of back and forth. I want you guys to discuss possibly. Um, so this is this has been good. And and by the way, folks, this is the first time that Follow Your Process has had a segmented multi-guest situation. I think we pulled it off. Um, I had to tip off when to turn off your camera, when to turn it on the camera. But uh, this is some of the stuff that happens behind the scenes. Uh, and I think I think it went really well. And I appreciate everyone's uh, willingness to give it a shot. Um, but what we want to do now is, uh, to, you know, Kevin, in our pregame, you talked about a, an evaluation of your electrostatic fogger, which we've all seen and heard is more effective because of the space that it covers in the period of time, which is what everyone needs to worry about when self-performing. I know that was uh, uh, Marvin Windows' question. They have 500,000 square foot facilities and two two guys. So they put two foggers in a 500,000 square foot. But talk a little bit about that that more recent result that you had, if you can, uh, where you were compared against something else and why the Santa fogger is, is, is what it is. Yeah. So um, on our website, probably posting today or this evening um, is a review. Uh, it's a, a victory unboxing and time trial against a Santa fogger. I pick on them because they are, I have a lot of the units were pre-sold as electric sprayers to schools. Um, at pre-COVID and um, to basically use like an electric squirt bottle. Um, And um, I was under the impression because I hadn't worked with that specific type of fogger type that they could shoot material, you know, five, 10 feet. Um, But uh, we discovered it's really about a foot and a half max is their real coverage. Um, And so we had to set up ladders to, to do shelves. We have some shelvings that are 24 inches thick, uh, deep, and you couldn't get to the back of the shelf without putting the tool inside. Um, really, real labor intensive. Anyway, we were 87 times faster in that time trial. Uh, wow. So that when you're paying somebody hourly or you got a job to do, that's a huge difference in labor. Oh, no, listen, I, uh, I had Larry, I had Larry Cole on from Q grip a couple episodes ago and they have a copper wrap and copper kills viruses and bacteria has been known forever. Um, that's 99.9% copper. And they're now introducing it to supermarkets where they have staff and people walking around the aisles and wiping down the freezer uh, door handles when you need to open the freezer to get in, to get your ice cream, whatever you're getting. If you put a Q grip on that, it's self sanitizing. You know where to touch. It's clean, and you just open it and close it, saving the labor and the materials and the time. So, so I think that that what's interesting about this is uh, it's my understanding that that uh, Intentional Medical Solutions is working with the National Black Church Initiative and over one hundred fifty thousand churches across America. Um, how to come back? to have worship service. Uh, I think they call it the homecoming Jubilee. Um, And so the NBCI has been around for 28 years. Uh, uh, Dr. Dr. Evans, um, and they're seeking to come up with a solution about how to let the churches come back live. And then it makes total sense to me, but I think that a church which is struggling with budget isn't gonna have the ability to hire Power Plus to come in as a service. They're gonna wanna own the Santa Fogger and, and Jack, you, you guys are leasing these now. Um, is that, is that right? No, but we do have financing. Okay. Financing. So you, so, so you do have financing so that if somebody doesn't have the expensive cost to buy it, they could finance it and pay for it over time. Yeah. Um, but I really think this is a time um, for us all to come together, regardless of the corners of the world that, that we were in, that we were successful in, Uh, and to really collaborate. And I think that's what this podcast and the three of you guys getting together and doing what you're doing. um, They all have individual stories. They all have uh, ways that it happened. Um, But I think that uh, what I sense is, is that you all want to make a difference 
for your community, for your local community, for the national community, global community. Um, so, so Kevin, um, what do you think about, about COVID and, and, and how we were ready? I, I think you reminded me that, that back uh, six or seven years ago, you were on another podcast and you said we weren't ready. And then yeah. sure enough, we weren't. Talk a little bit about that. I've been warning the CDC and the CIA for 15 years that we couldn't handle a virus in this nation. Hmm. And um, yeah, so I think you might've listened to one of the podcasts from about seven, six, seven years ago, where I said, like, there's no way we can handle a virus in this country and be able to manage it. They're like, yeah. And uh, I could elaborate for hours about why that is, but we're, we're in living proof of it, but um, we are getting better and, and companies are being innovative and ramping up on production and things like that. And, and the population is becoming more aware of how to protect itself and things like that. Um, yeah, I thank God that this COVID has turned out to be not as bad as we might've feared initially, you know? Hmm. So. so is that, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know how to predict those things, but, but would you say that it's been, I mean, when you look at some of the stats sometimes more people die of the flu than have died of this, but we don't make a big deal about it. Um, that's you know strange to me. There, there's a lot of political stuff going on, right? <laughs> yes, yes. There's a lot of political stuff. Hey, hey, uh, Jack, talk about the buster. This uh, UV. It was in your video. Uh, talk a little bit about the bio blaster and what that does. I know that came from Kevin, but I'd love to hear from you. What what's up with that? Uh, the BioBlaster is a plug-and-play unit that eliminates 100% of viruses from any environment, and you're able to come back into that environment right after you use it. Huh. Uh, special training is needed for safety for the operators. Um, Kevin flies out or someone from his team flies out and trains them, and they're able to use probably the most effective equipment in the world to eliminate viruses. In my research, I heard it's good for sound studios for musicians. And uh, Stephen uh, Tucker at Livestream Remote and Skylar, they're, they're working with musicians all the time. Uh, but it's expensive, right, Kevin? I mean, it's its not a cheap unit. Yeah, um, I, I don't even know the exact price that it's on the market at, but in the neighborhood of $20,000. So they're they are not cheap, um, but they're 100% effective. They, they kill you know, basically 100% of everything, all known viruses, molds, spores, yeasts, everything, um, which is real important uh, to have a non-chemical solution sometimes around delicate electronics, certain types of artwork, um, things like that. And so um, it's not only near perfect efficacy, um, it's um, it's the perfect tool for certain environments. Like hospitals, you know, hospitals or, or yeah, great like for hospitals, hospitals, sound stages, studios, um, good for warehouses. Um, you know, yeah. it's got a lot of uses. It's just it requires a well-trained person to operate it because of some risks. Basically, yeah. it kills everything in the room. The problem is what happens if you're in the room? Right. That's the that's the risk. So um so we're not pushing that to any we're not releasing them to untrained uh resources no, and things like sense. that makes yeah. sense dallas uh i understand you all are uh expanding to mexico or you're you're involved in mexico T talk a little bit about the uh the international uh sort of adoption of of, of gold shield Sure. So uh, the first thing we had to do was get our registration there. Uh, so you could say it's the EPA, FDA equivalent. We've uh, achieved that. Um, and during COVID, you can imagine just like anywhere else, a lot of the government offices, agencies were closed. So we kind of had to call in all the, the troops in favor, so to speak. Uh, we were successful. Now we're launching there. We're doing uh, applications. We're selling products. We're creating new products. Uh, entering a little bit of the manufacturing side to get that done. Uh, and then we're also making a push to Colombia. We're working with other people who are making introductions uh, in the Latin American market. So yeah, uh, pushing right along there. Yeah. And talking with Larry at QGRIP, the, 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 you, he has all the manufacturing he needs, but the distribution comes through personal relationships in these individual countries uh, absolutely. Where, where, you know, if, uh, 
if you don't know somebody in India, you're probably not getting into India anytime soon. Um, yes, uh, we've got we've got a, a great country manager there. So comes from a great background with like Unilever. Uh, we've got a uh, chemist there who had 13 years with Colgate creating mm -hmm. different products. So uh, we've got a good team down there. Yeah. So for all of you who have been watching in the lower thirds, there have been the contact information. I encourage you all to reach out to them directly. Um, th this literally is not a commercial or a, I, I get no benefit from it. I, I'm just trying to share some information with my viewers with some really credible, genuine people that uh, are seeking to make a difference as we all try to figure out um, how to come back uh, from COVID, you know, and it's, it's, it's the night before Thanksgiving. I got a little stat uh, text message that not too many people were watching. I'm like, well, we probably didn't think about that too much that we put it up the Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Uh, and sure enough, people are doing whatever they're doing right now, but it's okay. I, I don't do this for the number of views. I don't do this for uh, any of that. I actually do it for having this kind of a conversation with individuals and professionals, just like the three of you. And I, 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 I can't thank you all enough uh, for being on the podcast. I'm gonna go around the horn and uh, let each of you either talk about another topic that we didn't talk about that you wanted to, or give your salutations and, and Thanksgiving wishes uh, out to the viewers. So Dallas, go ahead and, uh, and, and start us off. Sure, well, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, it's been great talking uh, with Jack and Kevin. Uh, understand their backgrounds and what they've been involved in. So again, it is about collaboration. Uh, the second part I would say is feel free, reach out uh, to us. If you do have any questions, we work in all industries now. So there is help. Uh, if, if we can't help you, we know who can. So uh, that's about it. And I hope everyone has a great Thanksgiving. Great. And and Kevin, uh, what are your thoughts here the, the night before Thanksgiving? <laughs> My thoughts are just well wishes for everybody. And um I uh, I hope everybody enjoys their family time and uh, and just realizes that life is precious. Enjoy it. Um, forgive those family members that piss you off, and, <laughs> and have a great Thanksgiving. And and do the Zoom with them anyway, right? Like get on there, laugh, and be on the Zoom anyway. Yeah, that's that, that that's great advice. And uh, Jack, I guess you get to close it out here. Well, like, what do you think? Uh, well, it was a pleasure talking to everyone. And I definitely think we're all out to preserve and protect human to human interaction, just like these moments. And I think that's one of the most valuable things on this planet. And I look forward to doing that. And thank you guys. Yeah. So listen, thank you guys all very much. Uh, I get the privilege and the luxury of building new friendships, making new connections. I now have it on video so you can watch it later on. Um, and I thank my friends over at Livestream Remote for, for all their guidance, all the tech messages I read during this show um, with, the, with, with the nudges and the uh, it, it, I'm going to do a, I'm going to do a book and a story one day about about what it's like to be on a, on a podcast and get and, and get coaching. But it's all good. And um, thank you all. I, I, I am very grateful and thankful for each of you uh, and all my viewers that will come later when they watch it down the road. Uh, and I wish you all a very happy Thanksgiving. Um, and my guests, don't leave. Uh, the show will end. Uh, we'll do a little music and then uh, we'll chit chat. Thank you all. Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you.